0: Hello and welcome to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard. Glad that you could join us for another segment. We're going to be speaking with Dr. John Shin in this segment. He's joining us here to talk about cervical deformity, indications for combined anterior and posterior approaches for deformity. Welcome to Health Professional Radio, Dr. John Shin. Thank you for taking the time this morning.
1: Thank you for having me. Tell us
0: a bit about yourself, uh, what it is that you do and where you do it.
1: Sure. I'm a neurosurgeon. I'm a spine surgeon at the Massachusetts General Hospital in Boston. It's an affiliate of the Harvard Medical School, and I am the director of spinal oncology and spinal deformity surgery here. Uh, My practice uh, focuses on the treatment of complex spinal disorders, uh, ranging from cervical all the way down to the sacrum for tumors as well as Uh, severe deformities and scoliosis curvatures of the spine.
0: What is a spinal cervical deformity?
1: That's a great question. You know, um, a lot of patients come to see us as surgeons, spine surgeons, for a wide range of uh, issues and symptoms uh, from the neck. And they often relate to the cervical spine. And this could be for something as straightforward as, let's say, a pinched nerve or a disc herniation that leads to severe arm pain, or in severe cases, can lead to spinal cord compression, in which patients really have difficult time uh, with basic things that we often take for granted, like walking and you know, putting on your clothes and brushing your teeth, things like that. Mm-hmm. So there are, there are a lot of things about our day-to-day lives that we don't really think about, but can really be affected by compression in the spinal, cervical spine. Uh, when it comes to deformity, what we mean by that is as the spine ages, uh, it can really start to twist and turn in a lot of different configurations and patterns, and that makes the treatments very difficult because oftentimes it's not just about taking the pressure off a nerve or the spinal cord. It's about really reconfiguring reconfiguring as well as reconstructing the, the alignment or the, the shape of the spine to really put it back into an optimal position for the patient. And that is specific to each patient specifically, so um, that's where um, there's a lot of nuance and a lot of detail with regards to planning each operation.
0: Are all the treatments surgery related? Are there some therapeutic uh, exercises, stretches, things of that nature that could straighten or correct a problem without surgery?
1: So surgery is not necessarily the first option in most cases, Um, the exception being when there is such severe nerve or spinal cord compression that someone, a patient is literally losing function of that arm or hand. Um, in those cases, surgery definitely comes to sort of the top of the, top of the list because, you know, no one wants a permanent disability or permanent lack of function. And it's impossible to predict the future, but, you know, when we see patients who have severe pain and clearly have signs that they're losing function, then surgery really becomes a, a priority for that patient. And oftentimes it is done expeditiously. Now, for most conditions, even with deformities where, let's say, um, you know, someone is having a hard time keeping their head up, you know, uh, now in this day and age when everyone's on their phones, on their computers, and constantly looking down, uh, everyone has a little bit of soreness in their neck, and that's normal. Uh, the problem is when people have true deformities where, let's say, their chin is on their chest or their ear is... Leaning on their shoulder, Mm -hmm. uh, and they're really stuck in those positions. You can imagine how hard life can be. Um, Imagine if you had to spend all day with your chin on your chest, how hard it would be to to walk because you can't look straight ahead. And that would, that what ends up happening is that really stresses out your back and your hips because Uh, you're trying to, you're trying to bend in a way to get into that right position. And so, Patients with these deformities, they can be very disabling, and for that reason, we try to get those patients through physical therapy, exercise therapy, um, soft tissue work, massage, anything upfront to try to see how much these non-surgical methods can really help them with their pain and also just the way that their head is aligned over their shoulders.
0: Now I understand that you've, you've uh, presented some information at AANS 2022 concerning exactly what we're we're talking about here during that cervical deformity course that you presented there at uh, AANS what would you say were the three top discussion points that were addressed the three takeaways
1: Yeah so this past year it was a great session we at the AANS which is one of our national uh neurosurgery organized meetings uh, we had a, a session called a community session on cervical deformity. There were a number of community sessions, and our session that I had the privilege of directing was focused the, specifically on the session was specifically on cervical deformity. And I would say that of all the talks, some of the recurring themes were um, optimization of patients prior to surgery, Surgical technique selection, as well as complications avoidance. Uh, Those are really the three main topics and themes that really were sort of interwoven uh, among all the different speakers and the talks as everyone shared, you know, not only their insights, but also experiences and considerations for those specific matters. Because one, We're very careful about who we decide to operate on, and just because your x-ray or MRI looks abnormal, it doesn't mean that you're guaranteed to be a great surgical candidate or that the outcomes are going to be what both the patient and the surgeon want. And also, there are so many ways to reconstruct as well as stabilize and work on the spine to achieve the goals of decompressing the nerves on the spinal cord. And lastly, we want to provide the best possible outcomes for our patients and avoid complications, whether they're relatively minor complications, however you want to define that, or major life threatening or or disabling complications. Um, You know, each patient is taking a leap of faith to have surgery. And so I think we, we really need to be, you know, judicious and very thoughtful about Uh, not only the types of surgeries, but getting those patients through them safely.
0: You spoke about some of the complications that could arise that would basically change the type of treatment or dictate the type of treatment that a a person would get for one of these types of deformities. Uh, Is there a, a treatment that you're very excited about?
1: I think there are a lot of new technologies coming out in spine surgery. And over the last decade, we've seen incorporation of a lot of these technologies uh, for a wide range of cervical spine disorders. And I think that they're, they're all promising. One specifically is artificial disc replacement. Uh, that certainly has a role in very specific applications for patients with nerve compression uh, who have really just primarily disc based problems um, that need to be taken care of. And now we have a lot of new technologies including uh, computer based uh, spinal navigation as well as augmented reality. These are basically uh, computer generated images and software that surgeons use at the time of surgery to increase the accuracy and the precision of where our instruments are going and you know where we're putting implants into the spine. Because the stakes are so high and we're working just millimeters away from nerves and the spinal cord and major blood vessels that go to the brain, uh, it's, it's critical to be as accurate as possible. And so I think it's really exciting from my standpoint to see how surgeons are integrating uh, these technologies really to provide the best possible outcome for patients.
0: Dr. Shin, would you give us a a website where we can learn more about uh, the developments there at Mass General?
1: Sure. Uh, If you'd like to check out massgeneral.org, you can definitely check out a lot of the great things that we're doing.
0: John, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you for taking the time with us this morning. Great, thank you. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard, in conversation with Dr. John Shin. Audio copies of this program are available at hpr.fm and healthprofessionalradio.com.au. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Listen in, download at SoundCloud, and be sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com healthprofessionalradio.